0: in some ways it is heaven <laughs> and in other ways i am not a very good employee <laughs> i love working for myself i love setting my own schedule and working on what i need to work on and coming up with the ideas and you know i i get to control it all i get to decide if i make money or not based on how much effort i put into my various projects. Have you ever considered owning your own business? Are you an entrepreneur facing obstacles in your growth trajectory? Are you a successful business owner looking for like-minded individuals to connect with? If you're any of the above, the True 7 Life Podcast is for you. You're listening to the True 7 Life Podcast, a conversation where we showcase self-employed business heroes that have taken a leap of faith, bet on themselves, and our blazing trails in the entrepreneurial space. Thank you for listening in. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day, whenever it may be, True 7 Nation. Thank you for listening in. Today, we're talking about life and entrepreneurship with a new friend. She is the author of 16 books that span multiple genres. In her limited spare time, she navigates the publishing and promotional side of the book biz, While trying to come up with a new way to promote authors, she thought podcast. And with that, Wordplay with Christine Raymond was born. Please welcome fellow podcaster Christine Raymond to the True 7 Life podcast. Christine, thank you for being here today.
0: Thank you for having me. This is an honor.
1: There are a lot of things that we're going to dig into today. So true to True 7 form, let's just dig right in.
0: Bring it on. I'm ready for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Christine, you mentioned that you never imagined yourself as a podcaster. Tell us why you said this and what you meant by it.
0: Well, I had never even really listened to podcasts. It, it <laughs> A lot of what I do in my life consists of me getting an idea and then jumping head first feet first butt first whatever it is just jumping right into it without a whole lot of research just to just to do it and sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't in october of two well actually in august of 2018 i was trying to figure out a new way to help promote other authors because as authors know Promotion is a must. We have to market, but most authors don't like marketing themselves, plus it takes a lot of time, and I just like helping other people. I'd rather promote other people's books than my own, (laughs) and I woke up one day, and it just popped into my head, hey, why not start a podcast, and I knew nothing about it at all, but I thought it sounded like a great idea, and I knew they were a thing. I knew they were out there, and I talked to some of my friends and said, hey, do you want to come on the show and we'll just see what happens? And that was a year and a half ago, 170 some episodes ago. It just, yeah, it just took off.
1: So learning by doing, dive right in, on the job training, you know, that's an amazing formula for success.
0: (laughs) success and failure (laughs) I'll, i'll tell you i went through three different uh podcast setups equipment setups before i found the one that worked for me because here's the thing about not knowing what you're doing you don't know the questions to ask you don't know what exactly you need and even though google and youtube and other podcasters are are really f- great fonts of information everybody has a different opinion every gives you different options and you really don't know what works for you until you try it out but I finally you know I got my setup the way I wanted it and w- pretty much learned on my feet learned as I go and it's I, I continue to learn and, and that's something that I think never ends I, I think as long as you're open to learning new methods and trying new things, you will be a success.
1: So we actually started podcasting literally the same month of the same year in October of 2018. The idea didn't come to me until a month later in September when you had the thought process in August. But for me, I was just hosting a show, sending it off to editors. I was producing it and i wasn't getting down into the nitty-gritty so i had imposter syndrome for a while especially when encountering fellow podcasters what was your experience like starting out
0: uh you know i just i i i don't know <laughs> i mean i just kind of did it and i would i was excited to meet other podcasters because it's I I always feel like when I meet someone who's doing what I'm doing, there's an instant kinship. It's like, Oh, Hey, yeah. You know, you, you get what it means when you have to edit out the ums or the, (laughs) the sound isn't right or, or, or a guest bails on you or all of this. It's, it's an instant understanding and I've made some awesome connections with other podcasters, yourself included. I mean, we, we, met completely by accident in a podcasting group on Facebook. And it led to, you know, this episode, which is awesome. I, I absolutely love the connections that I'm making with other people. And again, you can learn so much from them. If you're, if you're open to it, which isn't to say that you have to do do your show or your setup or talk to the same kind of guests the way they do. But sometimes it's just the simplest things that spark an idea. And it's like, hey, you know, I could try that or I never thought of that or maybe I should do that.
1: (laughs) It's a very unique and blank canvas for people to be creative and do a lot of things that they really, truly desire to do without many boundaries
0: exactly and and the thing is I think and okay I'm speaking from experience here because most of my life I let it that I needed to follow the rules and I'm, I'm using air quotes around the rules because they weren't necessarily anyone's rules except what I was making up in my head but I I always thought that I had to do things a certain way And yet at the same time, my inner self kind of rebelled against that, which is why I just tend to jump into a lot of things when I want to do them. And so it was this really weird dichotomy going on inside of me. But I finally reached the point where I don't feel like I have to follow the rules anymore. I can do what I want to do. And I'm the one that's responsible if it works, if it doesn't work. And, and i mean you know i'm i'm talking in a generalized sense of course i i follow the law <laughs> that's a different thing but i'm uh, not a lawbreaker but uh you know you really can put your own spin on it you don't th- there is no set way to be creative and podcasting is a creativity just like writing is just like music is or art or photography or anything it's it's being creative. It's being yourself and putting yourself out there and doing what feels right to you.
1: So you alluded to these quote unquote rules and some people look (laughs) at them as boundaries and limitations. What was it for you? How did you arrive at this place where you said you were no longer going to prescribe to these limitations that some people consider our rules?
0: It was when I wrote my first book, which was in uh, 2013. I had never wanted to write a book. It wasn't a lifelong ambition. Didn't have any notion to be an author. But a friend of mine had self-published a couple of books, and she was telling me about the process. And I thought, hmm, that's something I've never done before. I've never written a book. Let me give it a try. And jumped into the whole thing without knowing anything. Uh, I t- took my friend to lunch and, and pretty much had her fill me in on everything she could. This is when self-publishing was becoming a really big thing. <laughs> and so she filled me in on a lot of the terminology, you know, what a formatter was and, and how to get your book in EPUB form or MOBI form and all of this kind of stuff, how to load it onto Amazon. And uh, I came home and I, I sat down and I wrote a book. And that book led to eight others in that particular series, which led to other books in other genres. And it just just kept going. But it was during that process that I really realized that I wasn't confined by any rules. I could do it the way that I wanted to. There isn't a certain way to write a book. There are steps to take that everyone does the same as far as let's say loading that that file onto amazon I mean yes there's you, you really can't be too creative you know there's certain steps that you take but as far as the the process of writing and creating a story and even the way that you choose to put it out into the world it, it's it's really up to the individual how they want to do it and the more I wrote and the more I put books out there, the more that really stuck with me that I've wasted a whole lot of time in my life trying to fit myself into a box that, that wasn't there. And yeah, it. it I don't know. It, it's a, it's, a whole different experience. And I wish it's something I would have realized a lot sooner in my life, but at the same time, I wouldn't be the person I am today had I realized it 20 or 30 years ago. So everything works out the way it's supposed to.
1: Absolutely. It always does. You alluded a little bit to your journey of podcasting, but I want to get a little bit more insight on, on this because it's more recent How has your journey been for you as a podcaster?
0: I absolutely love it. I have talked to so many amazing people. I even got to talk to one of my idols, Sandra Brown. I have read her books since I was a teenager. I absolutely love her as an author. I have her books on my bookshelf, and she was kind enough to accept an invitation to be a guest on my show so I got to fangirl a little bit and just the experience was just like, wow. But honestly, I feel that way with all of my guests. They all have something to share. They have no pun intended. They have a story to share, not necessarily just about their books. And I learn a lot and I get to know them on a deeper level than just as an author. It's just been incredible. I, I really can say that I I love it. I love doing it. I can I can be having kind of a bad week or or a bad day or you know kind of a, a didn't sleep well Sunday night kind of thing, and then Monday rolls around and it's time to do my my show and record my interviews and talk to these guests, and it, it just it it, it just kind of inspires me. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm, it energizes me. I'm ready for this.
1: Similar to podcasting. As you said, you jumped right into the book business and you gave us the story of how you arrived at that. I'm just curious, how long did it take you to write that first book?
0: 18 days.
1: 18 days. There are going to be a lot of people whose feelings are hurt by, by that <laughs> statement.
0: <laughs> well, but the thing is, the reason it took 18 days was because I didn't know anything. There Again, there were no rules. I didn't... I I just sat down and wrote it. I didn't worry about anything. And the, now that's not to say it was publish-worthy at the end of that 18 days. But that is rough, how long it took Rough draft, me. though. <laughs> well, I don't actually write in drafts. I write... I edit as I write. So by the time I get to the end of the book, I've pretty much fixed the story the way I want it, which is not to say that it it doesn't still need, you know, grammar and spelling and punctuation and all that kind of good stuff, but right. um once once I get to the end of a story, that's it's already gone through multiple drafts as I'm writing, but It just, yeah, that story just poured out of me. And for someone who didn't want to be an author, I'm not sure where that, where it came from. But the other two that I wrote after that came pretty quickly too. And I've, I've, have not been able to repeat that since.
1: Okay. So what's the longest amount of time it's taking you to write a book?
0: Four years. It took me four years to write Tempted. Now that's not working on it consistently. Right. That was starting it getting up to chapter five, not being able to get beyond chapter five, putting it aside because another book came to me, writing that book, going back to tempted, rearranging a few things. I mean, I, I had eyes on it every couple of months for that four years, but yes, it took, it it took that amount of time before I was able to complete the story and publish it.
1: So when you're writing a story uh, like your first book, when you start writing on page one, do you have any idea what the end is going to be?
0: I do, but the book never ends the way that I plan it out. I am not a plotter. I don't outline. I'm I'm what they call I'm I'm sort of now sort of a pantser. I'm I'm half kind of halfway between a plotter and a pantser. But back then, I was just completely a pantser. I would just sit down and write. But I always know going into a story who my main characters are, what the main part of the story is going to be about. Like, like I have to kind of know what I want to have happen. And I usually know the ending, but as I said, it uh, my stories rarely end the way that I think they're going to. And that's because as I'm writing, I let the characters take me where they will on the story. So it's not necessarily what I thought they were going to do it's what they decided to do and they're telling me i'm i'm just along for the ride i'm just i'm just the transcriptionist
1: (laughs) and what is this based on is it based on what you have for breakfast is it based on the climate is it based on what's going on in the world how does your pen go in one direction and then arrive at a detour and say no we're gonna entertain this for a little bit how does that work
0: I wish I knew. (laughs) I wish I did because it would make writing a whole lot easier. No, it it seriously is when, when you're writing the characters, or for some authors, the story. But for me, it's more the characters drive my story. So it's what's happening with them. And if I kind of just free my mind and let their actions and their conversations take over, then... it it just naturally, the story naturally unfolds. And that's why I can come to a a conclusion that wasn't necessarily what I thought was gonna happen because they've taken me on a different journey.
1: I would definitely say that you've gotten yourself out of that box that you were saying a lot of your life had been trapped in. How does one go from zero books to what will be 17 books by the end of 2020? How does that process happen?
0: well, again, back in 2013, I was going to write a book, as in singular, as in one. One. Book. one book. One book, just to see if I could. And as I was writing that book, the characters for the next two books popped into my head. And I thought, well, okay, I'm already here. Might as well write their stories. And by the time I got there, I had planned out... Uh, what was that five more and I was going, this is the hidden spring series. It's historical Western romance. And I was going to end it at eight at eight books. And it took me I'm thinking it took three years. let see. I published in 2013. Yeah. I think I finished up the series in either 2016, maybe early 2017. And that was it. I'd moved into contemporary romance And I started working on, I I can't even remember which book I was working on. And all of a sudden, a ninth story for Hidden Springs, one of the side characters popped into my head and said, you're going to write my story. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm done. I'm done with the series. I'm not writing your story. And he wouldn't leave me alone. And so I put aside what I was working on and wrote a ninth book in that series. And that's how it happens more and more ideas pop into your head and it gets very crowded up there. And unless I can get them out, there's no room for anything else. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, I have more story ideas than I will ever be able to write. I will not live long enough to write all of the story ideas I have. Especially considering that I get new ones on a weekly basis without right. thinking, it's not like I'm thinking, I, I'm not trying to find one, but something will pop into my head and I'll be like, Ooh, that's good. I could do this with that or that, with that.
1: <laughs> that's a creative mind for sure. Yes. You're listening to the true seven life podcast. I'm your host Tavares Hogan's and we're here with Christine Raymond, 16 time author and podcaster. This next segment is brought to you by Hello Smooth Med Spa, where they do the best lips in Florida. Hashtag lips by Hello Smooth, and tell them you heard it on the True 7 Life podcast. Christine, we're going to get into a couple of games that I like. One is called Rapid Fire. And Uh basically, I ask a question, and you have about, let's say, 30 seconds, maybe 60, if it's if you don't take too long to get into it, but you have 30 to 60 seconds to respond to these items.
0: All right, I'll do my best.
1: And you got to get started like within the, the within five seconds of the question being asked. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of rules, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, really? Okay.
1: Question number one, the item that you can't live without and why?
0: Tea. I love tea. I drink tea every day, hot tea and uh, preferably any variety of Earl Grey.
1: And why can't you live without tea?
0: I absolutely love it. I don't have a definitive answer as to why, but if I don't drink tea, I actually crave it the way people probably crave cigarettes. I don't know, I've never smoked, so I don't crave nicotine, but I I can actually feel where I just need that cup of tea just just to relax.
1: Great answer. You're on the hot seat. Interestingly enough, that's going to come back up in the next game we play. I already know the answer to to that question. (laughs) Christine, what's your favorite word and why?
0: Oh, okay. Now that's going to be a tough one. You're asking an author their favorite word.
1: One word.
0: I don't believe I have a favorite word. No, honestly, there's not. I, I know when I'm writing, I I use nonetheless way more than I should, but I don't know that it's necessarily a favorite word.
1: <laughs> it's your favorite word unbeknownst to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> what are some other words that you enjoy?
0: I enjoy words that make me feel good. You know, I've, depending on the season, it could be... Um, you know, hummingbird. Right now, the hummingbirds are coming out. So when I when I hear that word or I think of hummingbirds, it it just it brings me joy. You know, Bruno. He's my my basset hound. I love him to death. You know, so I hear his his name. You know, my husband's name. And it's pretty bad that I said the dog's name before my husband's name. But still, <laughs> it, you happens. Know, it happens. He knows. <laughs>
1: Yes. Your podcast, uh, the name of it is Wordplay with Christine Raymond. So I'm sure you guys get into tons of words on your podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Other than being an author and podcaster, what else did you want to be when you grew up?
0: I wanted to be a mother. That's what I wanted to be since I was 12 years old. I wanted to be a mommy. And that didn't pan out for me. But that's okay because I am the mommy to a lot of rescued fur babies instead and i truly believe that life does work out the way it's supposed to and i'm happy with where i am
1: thank you for sharing that room desk and car which do you clean first
0: my (laughs) none of the above Especially if I'm writing. (laughs) When I finish a book, I come up for air and it's like, oh my gosh, this place has not been cleaned in like a month. (laughs) And
1: and then you just leave it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, actually my desk, my desk over the course of when I'm writing gets piled high with stuff. With notes, with bills that need to be paid, with vitamins, with just miscellaneous things. And when I finish a book, when it's published, I completely clean my desk and start from scratch. I have a a neat pile of of pads of paper and I have my calendar and I have my pens. And then I start in on my next book. And by the time I get to the end of it, my desk is piled up again. So I'd say the only thing I probably clean consistently besides litter boxes is my desk.
1: (laughs) What's your comfort meal?
0: oh again it would depend on what i need comfort from i uh honestly i love pizza i could eat (laughs) i could eat pizza every day i would have to change up the variety as, as far as the brand like i couldn't just eat domino's pizza i would have to to change it up but i could eat pizza every day however my favorite food are mushrooms i eat mushrooms almost every day i love mushrooms
1: Yeah, pizza, that has to be the most favorite food known to man, and (laughs) and especially if it has mushrooms on it.
0: That's right. That's right. A mushroom pizza.
1: Christine, great job with rapid fire. We're going to move into this next section. It's called this or that. So you have to choose one or the (laughs) other, and you can't say neither or you can't choose both. This first one I already have the answer to, but there are some other interesting ones in here that I'm curious about. Coffee or tea?
0: Tea. <laughs> Easy. Yeah.
1: Book or podcast? Book. Cats or dogs?
0: I, I I have to take the fifth on that one because I own both.
1: I knew well, that it okay. was, was going to be tough for you.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, okay, here's, here's the, the funny thing. If I'm really active, I'm doing something active, I enjoy being around my dogs more because I enjoy that that active interaction, you know, jumping and running and playing. If I'm in a quiet spot and I'm just sitting and reading or, or just relaxing, then it's really nice to have one of my cats curl up next to me and purr.
1: It just depends on your mood. That's right. Western romance or contemporary romance? Western. Romance or mystery?
0: Ooh. Uh, Mystery with a bit of romance. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like it. Phone call or text? Phone call. Fruit or veggies? Fruit. Okay, let's go back and get some context. We already got context <laughs> around coffee or tea. You uh, gave us quite a bit of information on that. Thank you for that. Book or podcast? You chose book. And I, you, have, you have 16 yeah. of them in two podcasts. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, I, I prefer to read. I just, I have, I okay, I have my own podcast. I listen to some other podcasts, but as far as my entertainment, I prefer to read.
1: We said cats or dogs. We never got a definitive, but I will take the statement that I got you gave us <laughs> justification no. as to why you would choose both. And I can, well, thank I can, you. I can vibe I with both of those.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate the leeway.
1: Western romance over contemporary romance. Talk to us. You do I, have you do have nine Western romance books, also.
0: <laughs> I, I I do, and I have what one, two, three, four. Well, I have four contemporary, but one of the contemporary is actually four stories. So technically, I have seven. Yeah. But um, I I am a fan of the Old West. I've always loved the Old West. Uh, again, it's something that I can't really explain definitively. It's just. I've loved it since I was a kid. I used to spend Saturday afternoons in front of the TV watching Saturday afternoon at the Westerns, the big Valley before you ask is my favorite TV show. And yeah, there's just something about it that just, just sparks with me. I I had no, there was no question that the first book I was going to write was going to be set in the old West in the 1800s.
1: Yeah, I chose these because I knew they would be somewhat difficult to choose between. And the next <laughs> one was romance or mystery. And you, I think you said a mysterious or Miss <laughs>
0: mystery with a touch of romance. Okay. You know, again, it's one of those things like cats or dogs. There's they're both really good. It, it really kind of depends on my mood, but I think I prefer overall m- more like a romantic suspense kind of thing. You know, I, I like having that interaction between a couple and, you know, will they or won't they or are they going to get together or it, 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 no matter what the genre is, I always like that, that byplay.
1: That Hallmark movie.
0: You know, I'm not a huge fan of Hallmark movies. <laughs> I need the edginess to it. I need the,
1: it's too safe. <laughs> the,
0: the, yeah. I need the, uh, the, the mystery or the thriller part or someone in, in, in peril.
1: Right. Right. You chose phone call over text.
0: Yeah. I'm old school. I like talking to people. I mean, I'll send, I'll send texts if I need to. They are very convenient, but a lot is lost in translation on the text. Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. And fruit over veggies.
0: Oh, I, I could live on an, on a tropical Island and just eat fruit. I mean, I like veggies too. I'm a vegetarian. So, um, no, <laughs> it's pretty much my staples, but oh yeah, I, I could eat fruit as my dessert. You know, I would take it over cake, cookies, just fresh fruit. Ooh, yum. Yeah. Right, right.
1: And I didn't, I do have one more. I didn't ask. Uh, somehow I missed it here. Laundry or dishes?
0: <sighs> well, since I have to do both. um, <laughs> I would say probably laundry, although I I don't mind the washing and drying part of laundry. I hate the putting away, the folding and putting away. That part I don't like. So, but I don't mind the washing and drying. And if I have the option of a clothesline, I love hanging out laundry and and, and bringing in and it smells really good and stuff. So Now the washing
1: and drying is easy, right? You just put it in the washer. Well, exactly.
0: That's why it's my favorite. (laughs) The dishes I have to do by hand. (laughs)
1: Well, Christine, thank you for playing in my reindeer games. That segment was brought to (laughs) us by Hello Smooth Med Spa. What was it like the day you had that first completed copy in your hand and you were an author? Take us back to that.
0: It was incredible. (laughs) I cried. I can honestly say that. I also cried when I uploaded my manuscript to Amazon. But uh, to actually hold that book in your hand, and let me tell you, it's not just the first copy. It's the second, the third, the 15th, the 16th. It will be the 31st if I ever get that many books out. When you hold that book in your hand, there is nothing There's nothing like it. I mean, it is your baby. It is something you created. You you did that. You put all of your energy, all of your your sweat and your tears and your time away from your family and friends. You put all of your energies into that. And then you actually have something tangible to show for it. It's incredible. So,
1: so every single book is emotional at the end. You, you you get that author's high.
0: I get that author's high followed by a very quick crash because when, when all of a sudden it's done, it, 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 you, you feel bereft. It's it's like, okay, where do I go from here? I mean, it, it's saying goodbye to friends. I mean, it, it truly is because when you're writing whether it takes the 18 days or four years, these characters are part of your life and you're a part of theirs. I I guess that's probably a better way to say it. You're a part of theirs. You are in their life every day as you're telling their story and you're a part of that. And then when it's over, it's like, okay, what do I do now? And it, it kind of takes a couple of days to, To get back into, okay, let's start on the next story, which is why I use that time to clean my desk.
1: (laughs) There are a lot of people that I coach and mentor, and they ask about writing a book. What would your advice to them be?
0: First off, do it. If you really want to write a book, do it. Don't let anyone stop you. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Don't get so bogged down by, here come the air quotes again, the rules that you think that you can't do it. I also say read a lot, listen to what other people have to say, ask advice, soak up as much information as you can, but then do it the way that it feels right for you. Follow your gut, trust your instincts, write the story, tell it the way you want to tell it. Even if there are other people saying, no, don't do it that way. You really have to trust yourself during this process. Now, again, that's not saying that if someone says, "Hey, you misspelled that word," or you're you're supposed to use a comma there, that you don't listen to them. But again, it's still up to you. It's just it. it but as far as the creative part of it, as far as the telling of the story, only you can tell that story. It is something that is solely yours.
1: Well said. What life experience has impacted you the most and why?
0: Not just like one experience. Honestly, it would be my entire life. And I know that kind of sounds like a cop-out answer, but there's not just like one thing that I could could pinpoint. I mean, there has been a lot of loss in my life. There have been a lot of good things in my life. There have been a lot of you know, mediocre, just trying to get from day to day kind of things. And I think all of that experience together is what you use to, to move forward and to create whatever it is, whether it's podcasting or book or art or children or, you know, what's your job. I mean, we're all creatives and yeah, for me, it's, It's just life in general. It's just learning from, from my past and trying really hard not to make the same mistakes and acknowledging that it's okay to do things differently, that I don't always have to do things the same way.
1: That's a legit answer. So what do you have in the pipeline? Tell us about your business ventures and what we can expect from you in the years to come.
0: Well, right now, I am working on the second book in my cozy mystery series. It is called Finicky Eaters. And last year, I published the first book, Finagled. And that was my biggest switch in genres because up until that point, I had stuck mainly with romance of some sort. And I just did a complete 180 and did a cozy mystery. Although there is a little touch of romance in the cozy mystery because, again you know mystery with a little bit of romance in it but uh so i'm working on finicky eaters and plan to get that out sometime in 2020 i do not have a release date yet i have at least four other story ideas for that series i have the ideas for a contemporary romance series that will be t- be between five and eight books I have started another historical Western that has nothing to do with Hidden Springs. And I have multitudes of story ideas written down. Uh, There's also a thriller series that I want to write on the podcasting side. I have no intention of slowing down with wordplay right now. I release two episodes a week. They release every Wednesday on wordplay Wednesday. And I, Absolutely love my guests. I have so much fun talking to them. And the other podcast is called The Felonious Scribe that I co-host with author Don Hosmer. And we are getting ready to wrap up season one. It's uh it's actually on a video podcast on YouTube, and it kind of explores the dark and twisty side of writing. She writes psychological thrillers, and then with me doing the cozy mysteries, we we just kind of chat about the ideas that pop into our head and we had some viewer questions that we answer and and things like that. So that's been a lot of fun, but you know, I just, years to come, I just want to still be doing this. I mean, I want to still be writing and putting out books that hopefully readers enjoy and sharing other authors stories on the podcast and, and, jumping headlong into uh, whatever other idea pops into my head.
1: (laughs) I don't think you'll have any problems getting to those 38, 40 additional (laughs) books that we're expecting from you.
0: Oh my goodness. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I do not write as quickly as I used to.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the true seven life podcast and I'm your host Tavares Hogan's and we're here with Christine Raymond Christine, what is it like working for yourself?
0: In some ways, it is heaven. (laughs) And in other ways, I am not a very good employee. (laughs) (laughs) I love working for myself. I love setting my own schedule and working on what I need to work on and coming up with the ideas. And, you know, I... I get to control it all. I get to decide if I make money or not based on how much effort I put into my various projects. On the flip side, it's very easy to get sidetracked. It's very easy to go throw in that load of laundry. <laughs> Remember that it's in the washer. You have to switch it to the dryer. And then you know the cat throws up a hairball and you have to clean that up. And then you're, doing research on for a a storyline and you're online on google and all of a sudden it's four hours later because you found an article that led you to a website that led you to oh look i want to do that over there i have a lot of squirrel moments so um ultimately i i hope that i can always work for myself but i i think uh I think I need to have a chat with my <laughs> with my employees,
1: <laughs> which begs the next question because there are some misnomers when it comes to this entrepreneurial landscape, and I had to find this out myself. But uh, you say you're not a good employee, and I'm going to put quotes around that. You know, bad employees don't write sixteen books. <laughs> but uh, the next question is what would you say about your skills or talents as a boss? Because you're the employee and you're the boss. How would you say you are as a, uh, a line manager?
0: Oh, I overlook a lot. (laughs) I'm not a very good boss. (laughs) I'm too lenient. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. You want to take a day off? Yeah, go ahead. Um, You know, one of the challenges about, working for yourself is that you do have to be disciplined and that's a huge challenge for me because I'm disciplined in some areas of my life and not in others and it's it's very easy to not do the things you don't want to do when the only person you have to answer to is yourself Mm -hmm. and and for instance is Every year as tax time rolls around, I sit down and I gather all of my expenses and all of my income, get it all together to take to the accountant. And every year I say, why don't I get this together monthly so that I don't have to spend three solid days pulling all of this, pulling a year's worth of stuff together? And and that's that's where I lack in discipline. It would be so much easier if I took a couple of hours each month and just you know uh, uh, downloaded those reports and and put everything into a folder so that at the end of the year it's all there. But I don't. I mean, it's here. It is May. <laughs> Do I have the first five months of the year stored anywhere? No, I don't. <laughs> so.
1: Well, it sounds like you have a great relationship with your manager and with your direct report.
0: Yeah, you know, my my boss is a pretty good person. I I, I like her. I'll keep her around. I I, I won't be job hunting anytime soon. <laughs> and hopefully, she won't fire me when she hears this.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Christine, thanks for this ride. What do we miss?
0: I think we covered pretty much everything. If uh, if anyone wants to learn more about me or my books, feel free to visit my website. It is www.ChristineRaymond.com, and that is Christine with a K. If you'd like to listen to the podcast, you can find all of the episodes and uh, guest blog posts from, or blog posts from my guests at uh, www.wordplaypodcast.com. If you want to check out The Flonius Scribe, go to YouTube and just type in The Flonius Scribe. We've got four episodes up. Episode five will be up this Friday. And then we are rounding out the season with episode six, which will be up in a couple of weeks.
1: Where can we find you on social media?
0: I am mainly on Facebook, although I do have a Twitter and Instagram accounts. But the time that I am online is usually on Facebook. And you can send me a friend request if you want. I do have a, an author page, Christine Raymond author, but quite honestly, I, I don't do a lot with it. So uh, yeah, the best thing to do is just send me a friend request. And and that's where I, I share things and I post things and I share other authors' books and share occasional pictures of my fur babies and the hummingbirds and what I made for lunch that day or whatever it is.
1: Well, Christine, I want to thank you for sharing with the True 7 Life podcast today. What can I do for you?
0: Honestly, just having me on your show was awesome. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my books and talk about myself. I think it's really important for people to learn about authors as more than just someone who sits and writes a book i mean we're people too we have lives too so i I really appreciate this opportunity and thank you
1: awesome thank you and true seven nation thank you for listening in we really appreciate you taking the time to hear what we have to say we will see you in two weeks and this segment has been brought to you by hello smooth med spa and true seven cbd enjoy your day we love you True 7 Nation, would you help us out and share this podcast with everyone looking for a bit of inspiration in this journey called True 7 Life? Success could be the next door you open, the next phone call you take, or the next meeting you book. Often say, you can't continue to do good things, string together positive activity, and not reap a bountiful harvest. You are what you think you are. Let's be great and spread True 7 Life to as many people as we can. You've been listening to the True 7 Life Podcast, a podcast featuring business heroes making an impact. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks for your time. We love you.